Welcome to the Strip Down Know Nothing Podcast, focusing on the bare naked ladies. That's right, whether we'd give them a 1.6 or an 8.8, from odds are to navigate, we're It's All Been Done, the podcast. He took every single roadmap, that rapscallion. It's my co-host, Evan. I'm gonna make him my clown. It's my co-host, <laughs> What a horrifying <laughs> line. I'm gonna make you my clown. I mean, we'll get to it, but Jesus Christ. I did not enjoy that. Um... Ev, what's your uh, what's your favorite clown My out of all the clowns? Favorite? Let's play the favorites game. Favorite our, our favorites game that we like doing. I like uh, um, Gandorf the Wizard Clown, which G- is a clown I saw on like public asset access cable when I was like away at like a swim meet or something. Okay. We were staying at a hotel room, and Gandorf. I think we've talked about this because yours is the buff clown. Buffo, Buffo yeah, the buff clown. <laughs> okay, yeah. how did we talk about? And that's right. I told you the shoe smelling story. Yeah, we talked about clouds a lot on this podcast if you had to invent a clown we're in a commercial now okay what clown would you invent well i feel like clowns have had a negative public image for, since 2016 with this spooky clown stuff sure so we could either lean into that or we can try and like reinvent clowns so it would be sort of uh like uh pd the pr clown so yeah, so we got to reinvent clowns for, okay. the new, for the new age for the 2020s so what what would rehabilitate the clown's image um gotta save lives oh i like a that life-saving clown like maybe a doctor clown like a patch yeah. adams character oh that's that's a and then we can go back and like reach back to that old sure know. what if we just remade patch adams Yes. That is, is that the key? Is that sad? Who are we going to start? Who's going to be the Patch Adams? Who's the, who's the Robin Williams of our day and age um, now that Robin Williams has passed on? Yeah, sure. So you need somebody who's quick-witted, improvisational. A little bit racist. Okay. Plays Dungeons and Dragons. Okay. He's not in... afraid to say what he's thinking, what everybody's thinking. Donald Trump. <laughs> that is perfect. The new Patch Adams. The new Patch Adams. Except for the quick-witted part, I guess. That's Well, I mean, he can say nonsense. That's true. You don't have to be... I didn't say good-witted. Yes. I said quick-witted. quick-witted. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He responds quickly. Yes, to anything that is thrown at him. Sure. Yeah, and I think that, like, to be honest, Donald Trump could go on, like, one of those Robin Williams-style diatribes. He does. Sure. Like, it's just political stuff. So, Donald Trump as Lugaroo the life-saving clown. Lugaroo the life-saving clown. The beast of Jagodong. <laughs> yes, that's right. <laughs> and uh, So, we get Donald Trump. We get him in a lot of situations. But he'd try and spin that to, like, a new political career or something. So, we have to, in some way, defang him entirely. Sure, sure. yeah. How do like, we do that? Um, kill all his kids. Okay. Destroy his businesses. <laughs> okay. Uh, I feel like if we haven't done that by now, it's not going to happen. No, I mean, we're going to do that. Oh, personally. So all of his kids are dead. He has no legacy. He could never have a legacy. I just, we geld him. I want to make it clear that these are the views of Evan Dickin and not the views of well, myself. I, mean, I feel like all of his kids probably deserve to be murdered. Yeah, um, I just don't know if you could say that publicly mm, without Baron Trump. I don't know about Baron. Yeah, he seems he's a little young. I also think Baron's okay, probably. Who knows? Well, I mean, I feel like he's just a he's just another another Eric in waiting, right? Isn't there another maligned uh, Trump daughter, Tiffany? Was tran- she tran- tran- Tranch Trump? Tranch Trump. That's right. The maligned Trump daughter, Tranch. Um, no, one of them Donella, is like Donatella was like excised from the family because oh. there's a. Uh, well, then maybe not kill her. There's who's the one that's the bad one? That's not Melania. The one who's married to the Jared from Subway Kushner from Subway. Oh, Ivanka. <laughs> Ivanka. Ivanka. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like they're all complicit. Yeah. At least the older ones. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we don't kill Trump's kids. We just divest them of all their assets too. 
Perfect. So, and then every time he saves a life, we give him twenty dollars back. Well, every time he saves a life, well, he doesn't save. This is all. This is all for show, right? Okay, right. This right. Is, he's just a. He's just a buffoon. Sure. Right. So we've totally, we've totally emasculated him. We've destroyed his legacy. All he has left is Rougarou, the Beast of Jivaldom, sure. the life-saving clown. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. All right. So okay. So we give him the one thing, and people admire that. Yeah. Yeah. I we mean, rehabilitate. We re- rehabilitate Trump's Trump? image, not we just clowns. Rehabilitate the right. Wow. Yeah, they'll realize that saving lives is a good thing and not a yes, bad thing. Yes, yes, It'll be mask forward. They'll be like, oh my god. I mean, we'll finally, we'll finally recapitulate all of the like um, hypocrisy in the right. I'm not saying there's hypocrisy on the left too, but like the fact that they're all like nation, state, right. praise the nation, and then they won't even put on a mask to save other people's lives. Like, what do you think fucking civic responsibility is? What do you think nationalism is? Right. right? It's not that you can go in the woods and fucking shoot people, you know, when they come onto your property. That's not that's not a community. That's not that's not Yeah. Well, we yeah. got you off on a on a tangent, but yeah. that's I like those tangents. A transient. A transient. <laughs> you name them after the youngest Trump child trans. Yes, transient. Do you think there's a secret Trump child out there? I think there are there hundreds. Are hundreds, yeah. yeah. Okay. I mean the way that the I mean, he's a monster. Yeah. Okay. He's a monster in human skin. So, I mean, just probability wise, one of them could be named Tranch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I guess we don't kill all the Trump. I, I hadn't, I hadn't thought this all the way through. Thank you for, uh, thank you for taking me to my logical conclusion. Where we're just killing all these poor kids who, yeah, whose mothers got, you know, probably molested or otherwise maligned Jesus by Trump. Jesus Christ, we have to pivot to the song. <laughs> we do. Okay, can we go deeper into this? <laughs> I don't want to talk about. I, number one, we already have the Secret Service listening to this podcast. Good. I know there's a bunch of. I have a bunch of Secret Service friends who listen to this podcast. Good. Um, yeah. And you know what they're doing with this podcast? They're uh-huh. listening to it on their drive home. Is it okay to say you should kill the former president? I don't think so. Okay. I, I think they still have protection. I know protection, but like, is that like a, is that treasonous? Like, is that something that's going to get you in trouble? Like, you shouldn't say you, sh- you should kill anyone. Except, do, you, yeah. do you want me to Google it? If Can I kill? <laughs> can I, can can I, say, I say I'm say, going to kill? Can I say? And I'm phrasing this as a hypothetical. Sure. So sure. I'm not actually saying that you well, should. This, this will get you know, me on a watch list almost certainly, right? Yeah, I hope so. Okay. All right. Can I say I'm going to kill a previous president? Okay, let's see. Let's see what happens. Threatening the president of the United States is it illegal to say you want to kill an ex-president? Uh, I believe it's considered a political offense. Okay, so no, we can't say that. Yes, threats Thanks. against former presidents. Asked and answered. Very good. And now we're bringing you this know who doesn't like uh, killing former presidents. <laughs> that's that's they them theirs. Why is that the first one we go to every time? The cat that you're fostering. The cat that I'm fostering. He was, or she was very angry when we talked about killing presidents. It's yeah. She's a real uh, piece of shit, MAGA. Uh, Trump. You're not going to respect the man. You got to respect the office, right? Absolutely. That's right. Absolutely. You know, especially when it's your guy in, in there and everyone else is. <laughs> Bring it home, Ev. I've done two segues well, so far. I'm just kind of, I'm just kind of vamping because I feel like I have nothing to say about this song. I think you're gonna have more than you realize to say. I think you're gonna really, you're gonna remember how much you like this song in retrospect. <laughs> Let's talk about it. What would you like to bring home? <laughs> Listeners, our song this week is called "Bringing It Home," and if you've never heard it before, here is a quick sample. story it's not an overnight success where everybody expects unlikely outcomes and i'm just somewhere in the mess it's not an underdog sensation or a okay hachi moo wait why do you say woof 
Hachi poo. Why do you say woof? I just felt like this was sort of like a a paint by numbers, like all the serial all the serial numbers filed off pop song. Yeah, I guess so. If they had stopped and gone, hey, or like woohoo at any point, like they do say hey. Oh, hey ho. Okay, so yeah, yeah, I feel like they just got like a like Ed's mind is an algorithm that they fed a bunch of like pop songs into from you know the the early aughts. Yeah, and then he's just like, okay, here's what it churned out. Just spit out this song called "Bringing It Home." I think that, you know, not just like modern pop songs, but I feel like they're also trying to ape like the hey ho part reminded me a lot of like 20 years hence pop songs because that's what he was raised on and that's mm-hmm. what he still has in his brain. But I do think that Gavin Brown is probably trying to push them towards uh, some relevancy. When right? you said 20 years hence, what year were you talking about? Uh oh. 20 years hence means the future, doesn't it? 20 years hence forth nope still the future 20 years hence wise hence wise that's right um yeah i i don't know but there's i think there's a lot to like in this song when you make something that is specifically chemically made to be radio friendly Mm -hmm. it's going to be catchy it's going to be like something that sticks in your head and it's going to be kind of fun to listen to don't disagree I don't like, disagree. I feel like this is not that much different from like odds are or yeah. boomerang. I mean, I like occasionally I'll get a hankering for like a cup, of, like a pudding cup, you know, okay. and it just goes down smooth. <laughs> and you're like, well, that was okay. Sure. Yeah. But this, so this is your pudding cup. This is my pudding cup. But, it goes down smooth. It's, you know, it's fun while, it's, while I'm eating it. I don't okay. really regret it because it's not a lot of calories in this guy. Right. Yeah. So, you know. All right. That's not bad. That's not fair bad. enough. I will say that this is. To start off, even before we start talking about the song, this is the grand tradition of confusing Bernicke Ladies titles. This is Bringing It Home. We have other Bernicke Ladies mm-hmm. songs that are called Home, Long Way Back Home, Go Home. <laughs> Can you Get out of my home. <laughs> home alone. Home, home Run, Home of the Brave, <laughs> uh, Home of the Grand Slam. They wrote a song for a Denny's, Denny's jingle. Oh, man. Um, this is wild. Stop calling songs home. That sucks. Well, they're on tour a lot, and I guess it kind of it kind of works with the uh, lyrics and themes of the song. Like they're on tour a lot, and they want to be home. I get. Do you think that this one well, kind I mean, of? If you want to be home, stay fucking home. You can afford to. Oh yeah. You, you never for have to sure. tour again in your life. You're done. Just... <laughs> yeah, we don't have to do this anymore. Um, but like lyrically, I mean, speaking of like what this song is about, this song is I believe like it's pronounced a boot. Speaking of woot, this song is a boot. <laughs> nope. Went too far. Like th- th- this Never go full Canadian. <laughs> Speaking of woot, this song is a boot. Nope, that's not how they talk. I blue deuce. <laughs> um, the idea that, I mean, this song is like the idea that hard work is actually behind their success, right? Mm-hmm. It's another reintroduction to the band song. Mm-hmm. It treads the exact same grounds as Limits and Get Back Up. Mm-hmm. Like, it's this, their track one in this case, was different, right? Mm-hmm. Which is Canada Dry. This should have been the track one because <laughs> it's the exact same song their track ones always are, which is like, we're still here. We're still doing it. Can you believe it? We're not good anymore, but we're still hammering I mean, you, it home. I feel like you kind of have to make your first song like an apologia for, you know, the continued fact that you're doing a CD, yeah. a, new, a new album, I mean. Yeah, maybe. I mean, your band does it. Yeah, I guess, but we're bad. <laughs> like we are, we are self-professed to be a bad band. So I don't know that I want that to be the the blueprint that the Brannica ladies are following. 
Well, I mean, Limits was good. Yeah. Get Limits Back Up was good. It was fine. I'd say this is the weakest of the three, but it's still not terrible. But it's annoying to hear them. I mean, Bad Boyfriend songs, we've done them, right? Mm-hmm. Apologize to My Wife songs, we've done them. <laughs> now we're getting into this, like, that wasn't their first track on Stomach versus Heart. One week. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. those old ones? Well, they don't write those sorts of songs anymore. Exactly. Right? Okay. Okay. Get so- used to it. <laughs> They're like 40, 50 somethings. They're writing about, you know, their lived experience, which is now not bizarre, crazy stuff. Like, you know, what about a window washer who's afraid of heights? (laughs) That's such a like, I don't know. That's a mature subject. Isn't it? Window washers afraid of heights? Well, he talks about like. I know. But like (laughs) what I was meant to say was they're not They're You know, they've sort of settled into this. I feel you. Right. Middle age. Yeah. Music. Yeah. Adult contemporary, bro. Yeah, I guess I guess I just hate that. I guess I just hate where they are now. You know, as we're speaking now, Ev, Detour de Force is out officially. For the folks that are listening to it, it's been out for a long time. But uh, I, I just wonder. that It's sitting on my computer, sitting on my hard drive, and I just wonder what track Mocking one you. is like. Mocking you. It is. It mocks me every day. I pull up my uh, recent songs, and I see that album art there with the little planet that looks so like So what do you Fushu think the Man? first track is about? Can we see what the first track's title yes, is? Yes. Yeah. Okay. okay we can hypothesize. Oh, this will be hypothetize. fun. Hypothetize. Yes. Uh, let's 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 spin out as we like to do so well. <laughs> um, number one, it's not even on the Wikipedia page yet. Uh, flip. Oh, we've heard flip. I haven't heard flip. Oh, you haven't heard flip. But it was their single from. Got to flip back, flip back <laughs> up. We gotta bring back, flip up home. We gotta bring it now, flip down home. Keep going. <laughs> do the whole song. Macaulay Culkin was good in Home Alone. <laughs> Uh, Flip is not about, uh, you know, doing, doing things. We're still here. We're still around. Uh, Flip is just kind of like a, a meaningless song. It looks like well, I'm excited to see. That's good. Yeah. But still, they could with. get it on the second, the second, uh, track. Like, like this one did. Sure. Can I, did. can I, can I tell you some lyrics from Flip? No. Okay. I want to go in pure, pure, pure of heart. That's fine. Pure of heart, pure of mind. Speaking of what is bringing it home refer to? An open mind is like an open wound. Ooh bound to get infected damn <laughs> okay still bleeding i mean it's true does your brain bleed constantly yeah yeah it's, it's full of juices <laughs> i mean it is. I, mean, I dare you to crack open a skull and not see blood there's blood around the brain right that's yeah sure that's what it's called is it there or is it cerebral fluid it's like yeah it's like fluid and shit okay what well, is it got all like items in it yeah it's got like magic items like stones numbers and letters like, yeah, like, yeah, it's like, it's like, you know, a beautiful mind when you, like, that's just cracking open his head. If you cracked open a head, it's just spray oh. out, like, letters, numbers, formulas, you know. Sure, the woman with the uh, the formulas around her head who's thinking. Yeah, I think it's everything that, of... everything you've ever forgotten is in the fluid around your head. Oh, interesting. So it's that's mostly it math problems. Oh, wow. Okay. Everything from grades 1 through 10 <laughs> is in my head. Probably 1 through 12, let's be honest. I don't remember reading, writing, or arithmetic, to be honest with Maths. you. Maths. None of the R's maths you know the british have it right yeah i think so i agree because we call it like we say sports we don't yeah. say, we don't call them sport. sport yeah why do we say math class that sucks math class math mathematic class <laughs> thomas bird if you're listening right now you got it right um what is bringing it back home what does bringing it home mean like it doesn't make any sense within the context of this song does it mm. like we're, we're gonna bring it home we I think they're not talking about home. literally. And I think they're talking about literally bringing it home. I think they're using it as like a uh, um, idiom, right? For what? Just being a good band. 
That's what bringing it home is? Hey, baby, we're bringing it home. Bringing it in. Home run. Uh, Gotta have fun. Yeah. Pandora's Pan Pizza Palace. Bringing it, bringing it home is something you do at the end of something, right? Like, you want that fourth batter to bring it home, yeah. right? Yeah, but I think they're using it as, like, a syllogism for, you know, just being good. Okay. Interesting. Like, we're doing it, guys. We're bringing it's it sort home. Of like, it's sort of like raise the roof or, you know, knock down the roof or get a new okay. roof. Okay. You know, like all that roof-related stuff that, you know, was really popular sure. in the late 90s. <laughs> yeah, burning the roof down. Uh, get that roof out of here. Um, Yeah, forever after, it's in our bones. Stay at the house because we're bringing it home. I'm bringing it home forever. So stay at your. Don't come to our concert. I think they're talking about like a they're being infected by lycanthropy or something. Oh. Like, like anthropy turns you into a man, right? Or they're talking about COVID. Oh, or like a zombie plague. <gasps> stay at the house because we're bringing it home. Oh it's a shit! Threat. It's a threat to their significant others. This. Do you think they saw the future here? Mm-hmm. Wow, interesting. Forever after, it's in our bones. <laughs> we're never gonna get rid of COVID. There's always gonna be new variants. Holy shit. I mean, honestly, I think they're just talking about the fucking music. Yeah, that makes sense. They're just saying, we're never going to quit. The music's in our bones. We're going to keep making albums until, you know, most of us are dead. Yeah. And, well, actually, probably all of us are dead because what they're going to do is do that thing where, you know, like, probably, who's going to take Kev's dead? And they're sure. going to replace Kev with, with like a 20-year-old like who's a fan of the band. And then, you know, slowly it's going to be like Bare Naked Ladies featuring Ed Robertson, Bare Naked Ladies featuring Tyler Stewart. Oh, man. I can't wait for that. Sort of like a pretender's. No, what's can- who the fuck are those guys who do that? The I think platters. it's the Beach Boys, too. Beach Boys, Platters, yeah. like all those old oldies bands. But that means we'll get to see like four Bare Ladies concerts a year, bud. Do you think like Tyler's going to do like the Ringo thing where it's going to like the Tyler Stewart all-star band? Oh, almost certainly. He's, just, he's good at playing drums, but he's terrible at singing and shit. Isn't that what the Trans-Canada Highwaymen was? I thought that was like yeah. five people from different bands. I think Ed was one of them, right? Or Steve, 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 Steve wasn't it? and they were just playing songs from their bands. Just like you want to see the Bare Ladies, but you also want to see fucking uh, the new pornographers. And I don't know who was in that band, but Alanis Morissette. Alanis Morissette. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Bloodhound so, Gang. Boy, <laughs> I wish the Bloodhound Gang were in that group. Um, man, I just can't get over that. I still think about the Bloodhound Gang now daily. Uh, we made Rome as a cute lyric, though, right? Yeah. Yeah. We, it didn't take us a day. We did it. It took, it took us, us forever. forever. Yeah. This song kind of sucks because what they're saying, like when they say, like, you know, somebody took every single roadmap. Where you just follow every step. Somebody took every single roadmap and there just wasn't any left. So we found our own direction. They're saying, like, you know, we did it and we didn't have uh, a blueprint for it. We mm-hmm. just did it, right? They fucking started in 1980. You think everybody took all the roadmaps back then? Try being a fucking SoundCloud rapper, Ed. Try being like a dude on the internet with infinite competition. You think people took the roadmaps back then, Ed? Go fuck yourself, you fucking dinosaur. Privilege. Yeah, 100% privilege. He had an open road. It was untrodden territory that he went down. I don't know. I think that they worked hard. I'm sure that they did. But I think that people can work hard today and absolutely never see success, right? Well, yeah, that was true back then, too. But I think there's – I mean, when you see – I think that 
the democratization of media and by democratization i mean people it's a lot easier to have the tool access to the tools to make songs for sure instance. sure um not necessarily you know sell those songs or become popular with sure. those songs i feel like the same number of people are becoming popular we just have more people you know trying to get a lick of that brass ring is it true to, to quote from get back up yeah i feel like there's a lot more people who are popular nowadays probably yeah uh, i was wrong yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah i think there are a lot more popular songs but at the same time it's harder to get noticed because of there's there's so much background exactly yeah. yeah there's no roadmap now nowadays it's it's the fucking wild west yeah, whereas no, back then i mean if you just hit the right algorithm you know yes you got to be not only a, a musician but you got to be aware of like computer programming yeah oh yeah absolutely how to make a beat how to do all that stuff i mean speaking of rappers do you want to talk about the rap breakdown in this song? God. I've missed it. You haven't missed it? You talk about how there should be a rap breakdown on every song. <laughs> right? <laughs> Facetiously. Oh, okay. You don't actually want it. I don't want to hear Ed talk randomly about stuff. It's so random. There's no, no, there's no through line to what he's saying on this song. But I do aesthetically. It's like a rap over these like piano tinklings. Like, I think that's cool. That sounds cool. And th at the end when he goes, yup, that was fun. I'm the quickest of the fast draws, slick at making slack draws, last of the last draws, slip into the ice stalls, swimming when it's ice cold, bring them with the big bowl, flavor never waver, put the life in the lifesaver, never ever let down, good to get down, freaky like in Piccadilly, I'm gonna make you my clown, all's well that ends well, glad like I'm glad well, days off of days in, I'll put my 10Ks in, yup. Should we break it down? Should we break down what's in that rap verse? Sure, sure. Okay. Um, I have it up on Genius here. I, I wrote down those lyrics. Okay. Uh, I think a lot of it, some of it makes sense. I'm the quickest of the fast draws. Stick it, make and slack, slack jaws. jaws. So I'm a, I'm a performer. I'm a rapper. I'm a, you know, I'm a multi-instrumentalist. Yes. You know, I'm popular. Mm-hmm. So and I make just, he's just fucking rubbing it in here. I make people's jaws slack. Yes. Like, I'm good at that, right? I stick to it. Then... Last of the last straws slip until the ice thaws. So let me on on genius. Some people recommended uh, what these lines mean. Mm -hmm. uh, last of the last straws. It says this is dog dookie. This is a placeholder lyric that means absolutely nothing. <laughs> slip until the ice thaws. It says, huh? Uh, <laughs> this is a by it's all been done. It's not been upvoted at all. But I just went in and commented how fucking garbage these lines were on Genius.com. You are a bad man. Like, that means nothing. Last of the last straws. I mean, it's a good line. Last of the last straws is a good line. It doesn't fit in the context of the song or the rap. Slip like, until the... Uh, slip into the ice thaws is good, too, because he's like, that's... I mean, basically, that's the opposite of the song's thesis. The song's thesis is we worked really hard, we put in a lot of effort, and now we're popular. Slip until the ice thaws is we're just fucking around until, like, the, the ice gives out from underneath but, us. But, yeah, but... So, it, it is meaningless. It's a good lyric, but it's meaningless. Yeah, I think it just... Okay. It, again, runs counter to the... Sure. Song. Uh, swimming when it's ice cold... Just seems to be a follow through from the previous line. Yeah, I mean, water, ice, freezing, <laughs> got it. Like, sure. Brimming with the big bowl. <laughs> this with is the big bowl. clearly a line about uh, genius. Says Ed is filled with shit like a giant toilet. <laughs> is that what is that from IABD? Uh, let me see real quick. Yes, it okay. is an annotation by "It's All Been Done." I was thinking like he's bringing a big bowl of nachos to the the party game. Like you know he's showing up. He's putting a lot of effort into this. <laughs> 
Brimming with the big bowl. Flavor Never like Waver. This big... is, gets into my nacho theory. <laughs> Flavor Never Waver. Put the life in the lifesaver. What the okay, fuck? Okay, he's bringing donuts. He's bringing a big bowl. You ever, you ever showed up to a party with a big old bowl of bowl donuts? That's <laughs> a brimming bowl? Is that what the lifesaver is for you? Yeah, is donuts? A donut, a donut. Anything with a circle with a hole a in the middle is a lifesaver. A lifesaver. Sure. You ever never called them a lifesavers? Never. never. Never just like tucked into a Krispy Kreme and been like, oh man, that's a lifesaver. <laughs> Maybe I have actually. Now that you're saying it like that. Oh, give me some of them lifesavers that straight right. out of the uh, icing waterfall. Yeah. Uh, never ever you let them. to go through the icing waterfall? Oh yeah! Oh my gosh! How much? How much do you think it would cost? I mean, like, I'll give you ten thousand dollars. Put me on the conveyor belt. Here's a cheaper alternative. Well, after the hot oil, <laughs> a, che- a cheaper alternative that probably wouldn't get you kicked out of the restaurant. If you went to Golden Corral and just put your mouth under the chocolate wonderfall, I'm pretty sure you that's... would get every disease. Yeah, but I'm pretty sure that people do that all the time, right? Like you wouldn't get kicked out of the restaurant. They probably smile at you. They probably give you a little gold star or something. Probably. I will tell you right now that the Chocolate Wonderfall is temporarily restricted at Golden Corral. They will dip things for you, but you are no longer allowed to dip things. I can't believe Golden Corral is still functioning. Well, buddy, let me tell you that three out of the four on Columbus have permanently closed, but there's one left that I went to on Friday. <laughs> Dude. We do, a friend and I do a buffet a week, and we're trying to do little samplings. You understand that the vaccine doesn't make you immune to COVID, <laughs> right? You can still get COVID. Wait, what? Yeah. No, I'm it, perfect. It just lessens the symptoms. You can still pass it on to people. You can still spread it. Here I am, not going to a restaurant. I'm not sure what you're talking about. Okay. (laughs) But no. It makes you get Grovid, where you just get (laughs) bigger and stronger every day. (laughs) I think that's where you turn blue and grow fur, is Grovid, Uh, isn't it? You turn to Beast. Yes. You turn into Kelsey Grammer's (laughs) Beast from one of those X-Men movies. Um, Never ever let down. Great to get down. Love it. Yeah, Yeah, okay. Those are fine. Freaky... Like, I don't even know what the last lyric is. Antiki. Genius is Antiki, but there's clearly a letter after Antiki. D. D. Yeah. That's what I thought. Freaky so I went, on, I went on a little search, right? I thought it could be Freaky Like I'm Tiki D, which kind of makes sense because, of course, Bruce and Tiki D are Minnesota's premier steel pan ukulele <laughs> trop rock Caribbean music band. Oh, yeah. So, like... Minnesota's. Premier. Right? Their premier like, steel pan ukulele Caribbean music band. I don't know. Like, that seems like it's right there. Bruce and Tiki D. Or it could be Freaky Like I'm Tiki B, referring to Tiki Barber, the New York Giants running back, former New York Giants running back. Um, I don't know. Neither of them make sense. Actually, Tiki B makes more sense. Or Tiki D makes more sense than Tiki B. Do you think that Ed is familiar with Minnesota's steel pan ukulele Probably. Groups? They crossed. I mean, Minnesota's basically Canada, so they've probably crossed paths a ton of times. That's probably true. They've probably opened for the Bare Naked mm-hmm. Ladies a couple times. Bare Naked Ladies probably opened for them. Holy They're shit. They're Minnesota's premier. <laughs> it's true. Like, Bare Naked Ladies is famous worldwide, but they yeah. come to Minnesota. They're like... I'm sorry, you're going to have to open for Tiki D. Oh, my like, gosh. Otherwise, no one's going to come see you. You should see Tiki D's webpage. It is delightful. They so, clearly have it I'm together. imagining is like one of those like MIDI GeoCities pages. That's almost exactly like, what like it is. With like the Tiki thing that's going back and forth, <laughs> and then some music is playing, some like MIDI file. What do you think Bruce's deal is? Tiki D has clearly a, a whole theme to his, his shit, but Bruce and Tiki D. Bruce doesn't have anything going on. I don't know. Music with a twist of lime. Bruce is like, he's like a Jimmy Buffett character. Okay. He's I like, like a, that sounds right, actually. A, he lives in the he lives in the Bruceiverse, you know? Sure. He goes sure. to a buffet every week. Sure. I'm gonna I'm gonna post Bruce and Tiki. Here's the thing. I went back and looked, they have an event schedule, and even all through COVID, 
they were playing, here's January 2021. They were playing three to four shows a week in January 2021 in Where? Minnesota. Uh, at uh, Marker 52 Dockside Grill, at uh, Marina Town, at FMB, at Center Court. You know, just like their weekly gigs, bro. They got to make money, I guess. You got to make money. But they're playing almost every day. Like, Bruce and Tiki D, they got they got working together. band. Speaking of fucking bringing it home, Bruce and Tiki, it has to be about them, right? That sounds right. Like, they are a working band. Like, I know BNL, you travel around and you <laughs> might do a concert like once a week or twice a week, but fucking Bruce and Tiki D do it every goddamn day. And they're two guys in their, like, 50s. Hell yeah, yeah. And you know what else they're going to do? They're going to make you their clown. <laughs> Bruce and Tiki D are... We got what the they love antiques. What too. the fuck does this lyric mean? I don't know, but I love it. <laughs> I like hate all it. of these lyrics stand well in and of themselves. Like I enjoyed them, but together they are, you know, just nonsense. It's perhaps the most threatening thing I've ever heard. I'm gonna make you my clown. <laughs> I loved it. And then all the rest. Actually, the the last couple lines are actually good. I all like well them. that ends well. That's fine. Yeah, glad like I'm glad well. Like Malcolm Gladwell. Yeah, because then he says, "Days after days in, I put my 10Ks in." Like 10,000 hours, right? Okay, yeah, yeah. Which is, I don't know. Yeah. I'm I'm kind of torn on Malcolm Gladwell. He was on Epstein's plane, wasn't he? He was something. I mean, he's... He's kind of. I listen to. I like to listen to his podcast. Like the first two seasons of it were fine, and then it got real weird. Why? Because it's just like Malcolm Gladwell's personal, you know, thing that he's applied. Some. uh, One of his things was, you know, country music is way more specific than rock music. And then he listed a bunch of country songs that were specific, and then a bunch of rock songs that were not specific. Okay, sure. So cherry picking. Okay, dude. I mean, you're obviously a smart man and can make sense of stuff. Yeah. You know, you're you're talking. He does the same thing that, uh, to a lesser degree, that uh, what's the guy's fucking name? Who's that alt right douchebag that always? Uh, Alex Jones. No, the intellectual guy. Ben Shapiro. No, not the the. Uh, Jordan Peterson. Okay, sure. Jordan Peterson. He'll. He's a smart guy. He's very well read. But he's got a theory, and he's going to say it like it's fact. Oh, and he's sure. smart enough that he can make like he can make connections. Yeah. But it doesn't make it fact. Sure. Like, you can cherry pick whatever the fuck you want, Malcolm Gladwell slash Jordan Peterson. <laughs> I don't think Malcolm Gladwell is anything like Jordan Peterson. Dangerous equation, no. yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I think they're both they're cut from the same mold, although I think Gladwell is much more palatable than Jordan yeah. Peterson. Yeah. Do you think he is glad? I mean, he's glad. <sighs> he seems like he's... pretty happy. Okay. All right. So Ed's lyric more does less. check yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. Does make sense. Okay, interesting. Days after days in is great too, right? Like we're just constantly touring. Days after days in. Yeah. Like that's funny. It's a funny twist. How much do you think they actually tour? They tour like what, three, four months out of a year, six months out of a year? Um, I would probably say three, four months. I think that's pro- probably three months. Yeah. Because they, they do Last Summer on Earth every right. year, right? Not, not a bad fucking gig. If you no. Can get it. I mean, touring, I guess, is tough. It's I'm the sure. opposite of teaching. Well, touring is tough, I guess. Unless you're a like rock band that sells out, you know, mid-sized venues and gets I mean, everything catered, and you get drive. I mean, it's just you know, it's like hanging out with your friends, yeah. doing a concert. Concerts are probably tough, you know. I'm sure it's still, it's a lot of pressure. It's a lot of travel. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of sitting on your ass in a bus, which has got to be annoying, right? But your bus is nice. You got a fucking nice ass bus. Yeah, they probably bring books and video games. Yeah, and yeah, you're right. It's probably actually pretty cool. I mean, I work in an office the size of like, like a ten by ten office for probably you know, the same amount of time every year that they go on tour. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, I don't have my video games there. Yeah, you could. You could bring a Switch. Do you want me to buy you a Switch? No. Okay, <laughs> that's fine. Do you think anyone would notice if you brought a Nintendo Switch to work and played it in your downtime? Uh, I don't have downtime. 
you don't have downtime at work. Never. You're hundred <laughs> yeah. percent. So the you're time. okay with saying you're going to kill the ex president, but you're not okay with saying you have downtime. Who are you scared to hear this? Secret Service. Okay, that makes sense. That checks out. Um. All right. That rap breakdown uh, is. I I thought it ruled. So you I, said you, your question was, what what are they bringing home? My question is, what is it? They're bringing, bringing it, it home. home. Pennywise? Yeah, the movie. Yeah, that the, could be. The movie be. or just the, the killer clown? Because he talked about, I'm going to make you my clown. Oh, shit. Is this a song about the Stephen King's It? Wasn't it the first chapter? Oh, well, it could be about the uh, 80s miniseries. Yeah, with, yeah with or the, the book. I mean, that's yeah, fine, guess, too. Yeah. <laughs> the authors. Oh, yeah, I guess. Sure. Um, so, I mean, how does does it? It's it's not a simple rite of passage. I don't know anything about It. I'm trying to make connections well, here. It's not a simple rite of passage when they fight the clown. Okay, all right. Because they think they beat it, but they haven't beaten it. It comes back later. You know, I hate to tell you that they literally say it's not an underdog sensation or a movie of the week. It's not an underdog sensation or a movie of the week. Anybody involved? Which I believe the It miniseries was kind of like one of those movie of the week type of It was of movie of the week, right? and un- it was about the underdogs. They called themselves the Loser Club. Oh, yeah. But he's saying... He's straight up about saying, it's not about it. Like, <laughs> let me make this clear. Pennywise has nothing. To, uh, I know what you're going to say, Evan and Saker. Me thinks not. the, me thinks the, uh, lead, the lead front man protests too much. Oh, of course. Your famous Shakespearean quotations that you do all the time. Yep, you know me. Um, and I know Shakespeare. <laughs> What's your famous, favorite Shakespeare quote? Uh, the one where he talks about dick jokes for like 20 minutes. That's funny. I like get thee to a nunnery. That's fun. I like to say that to people. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, uh, this song, this feels like, uh, you know, I like the electronic bass that starts this song. I like I like the pieces and parts of, of this song, the synths that follow it. So the synths that follow it reminded me of like a Tim and Eric song. Oh, the do 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 I was just singing about bricks. I could hear that. Yeah. yeah. All right. But maybe that's why I liked it. In the same way that I liked the other song because it was like Pandora's Pan Pizza Palace. Uh-huh. I like this song because it reminds me of Tim and Eric. Um, oh, somebody messaged us to ask if Pandora's was a real thing, like a Youngstown thing that we kept talking about. God, it would be great if it was. <laughs> Wouldn't it? That's almost yeah. exactly what I said. Yeah. Like a, like a little Chuck E. Cheese, but it kills you sometimes. Amazing. Yeah. yeah just don't be a dick on your birthday. <laughs> um, this is uh, Ty also has a, a great driving beat in the song. The arpeggio synths on the background of the rap verse, like, just fucking, like, cool as hell. Um, Ev, here's a little bit of trivia. The first song, Canada Dry, used in Canada Dry commercials. This song played at the end of American Airline flights. When you landed... In Canada? That I don't know where, but I just saw a bunch of people comment on the video like, oh, I just Shazammed this for my flight, and it's such a good song. And, like, whenever whenever they landed, they would play this song for a little while. I love that. Fucker. Isn't that cool? This is just the, the commercialized al- commercial album. Is that bad? Better Good Ladies have finally no. sold out. I mean, they've sold out a long time ago, but like, it doesn't really... I, I don't care about selling out. I just don't, don't make it obvious. I mean, this song I would never guess would be used... The first song I could have guessed was used in a Canada Dry commercial. This song I never would have guessed like, oh, of course, America Airlines, right? Um, but, uh, but yeah, that's... I don't know. I thought that was kind of interesting. Um... Ev, do you have anything else about this song? There's no solo. There's no solo. Another song with no solo. Wow. Yeah, you're right. I didn't notice that. You're right. There's no solo in this song. Do you like that or hate that? Um, depends on who's doing the solo, right? Okay, sure. Yeah. 
yeah to do a good solo like if it's kev going crazy on the piano or like ed's or like a little lyle going nuts on the guitar that. but if it's just like a green album solo you know i can cut it yeah yeah i don't mind that i didn't even notice there wasn't a solo in this song i did i of course you did you are the solo this reminds me of like a fucking song that would play during like the trolls movie why because i just imagined a bunch of fucking trolls dancing to this and singing it like Okay. At the end of the Trolls movie or something, after they've beaten the rock trolls sure. or whatever, the new 60 trolls that they're doing, or the Gurgen Grongans come back. Don't pretend and like you don't know everything about the Trolls I know universe. everything about the Troll movie. I'm just uh, trying to pretend I don't. Okay, got it. Yeah, you're trying to sound cool for me. I prefer you didn't call me out <laughs> stuff like that. We, I think our, we've talked in about- In front of our friends. I've talked about how much you like Trolls before on this on this show. It's one of the few watchable movies that I can watch with my, like- we had one of, the, one of the primary cast members of Trolls War Tour on this podcast yeah, he before. he had a line. Yes, he did. He had exactly one. Um, yeah. Uh, beyond that, though, anything else? There are a bunch of other versions of it we could talk about. Yeah. I, uh, I liked like the little Weagle Woggle stuff during the... Uh, uh, like Where the Kev's just kind of tootling around Did in the background. Yeah, yeah so. it was like arpeggios, I mm-hmm. thought. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that was cool. He's got some cool sustained chords in this song, too, that just feel like... I don't know. They really flesh out the universe of bringing it home. Yeah. The homiverse. I think it was just the hey hoes like really didn't age well for me. Certainly. Like it just placed it so firmly in a, like if they had thrown in like dubstep beats, it'd be the same thing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I could hear that. This is very much sort of, it's the same as if you put like banjo or mandolin, like you could tell you're aiming for a car commercial of a time. Yeah, absolutely. Certainly. Well, just wait till we get to the Honda Civic. Uh, Honda Civic, I think, is like track 13 on that Oh, album. Honda Civic. Yeah, I love driving my Toyota Tacoma. That's a great <laughs> song. Um, other versions of the song. There's a video. Did you watch the video? Is that the one with just uh, like behind the scenes? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it kind of yeah. sucks. Studio to be concert honest. video. Ed, yeah. wa- Ed walking. Yeah. Ed looks. I'm not trying to be ageist, and I don't try to judge people on their looks. But he's truly aged like 30 years since the last album, I felt like. He's got the big gray beard. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. He just Maybe looks... He's just like... He's not trying to keep up anymore. Like, I feel like last album, he might be coloring his hair. You know, he Legit. might... Yeah. He just like let... You know, age gracefully, Ed. That's good. Sure. More power to you. Oh, you think he was dying his beard? Oh, man. Maybe. Yeah. Now he's just letting it snow, baby. I like that for going gray. Let it snow. That's fun, right? Well, I mean, that would be going white. Oh. Going gray would be like, let, burn it down, baby. Burn it down. <laughs> Disco Inferno. Get the, get the ash in your beard. Raise the rafters. Um, yeah, I. Uh, besides that, it has a horrible thumbnail on YouTube, which is like Ed about to say a word, so his face is like puckered up into his body, and it looks like he's got a bunch of chins, and he's got a big beard. It's a very strange thumbnail. Um, did you watch the acoustic version? Yeah. Uh, I wrote down that it proves me right, and I'm not sure why. Okay. It's been like two weeks since I did this, <laughs> these notes, because we didn't do it last time. Sure. Um, I think, oh, I think it's because it, that Kev did a piano solo that was really good. Oh, like, at the, the beginning, song, I yeah, think. Yeah, the song needs a solo. Yeah, maybe so. I also wrote down that Kev needs to come to my birthday. Oh, I don't know nice. why I wrote that down. <laughs> I mean, he's a very sweet man. Yeah. I want him to come to all of our birthdays. Yeah, I feel like, I don't know, I feel like I'd be, I'd be a letdown for him. I feel like Kev is one of those people where if you invited him to your wedding, like, he might come. He mm-hmm. might show up, right? He's just got a lot of time yeah well, I maybe you, not. i bet if you sent him like a you invite him but you have to also send him a plane ticket and like a hotel booking sure then he would come yeah and i feel like if you know if it didn't cost him anything other than like time he would come yeah i mean he's probably got he wants to be at home with his partner and his daughter mm-hmm. and yeah but maybe he would um I th- what invite them all Woo! i like that 
I like that. Invite them. And you know what? Have your wedding in Cuba? They're sure to oh, show yeah. up. Absolutely. <laughs> They're already there. Destination wedding. Um, I feel like it was slowed down like 25% in the acoustic version That's fine. for some reason. I guess. It was kind of, it feels it's glacial. Play, it's, it's harder to play acoustic guitars than, than uh, electric guitars. Yeah. All right. Yeah, so That's it fair. takes more time to get those, <laughs> you know, those fingerings in. But boy, Ed, one take breakdown. I mean, I guess we don't know. This could have been like the 90th take. But he feels like he's just so on point with this. Like, he fucking nails it. Even with the nonsense in the song, he knows what he's doing. Yeah. I mean, it's nonsense. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 100% nonsense. Yeah. Um, did you watch the House of Stromboli version? Heck no. <laughs> House of Strombo. Oh, um, man. Mm. I love that. I, wa- I wish I lived in the House of Strombo, <laughs> the house that Strombo built. Did you get tired of just eating Strombolius every day? I feel like I would get heartburn. I feel like you got it. If you live in the House of Strombo, you got to eat one Stromboli a day. Yes. Maybe for breakfast, lunch, dinner, whatever, however you want to do it. God, I could do that. Yeah. yeah you um, could do like a breakfast Stromboli. With eggs and uh, eggs and uh, I do like a man, I do like a cinnamon good. roll stromboli. Oh shit, that sounds Some, like, good. Like icing in there, mm, cinnamon icing, yeah, cinnamon dude. sugar stromboli. Wow, I love that idea. What other breakfast foods are those? So you could have like an omelet, you have, a like cin- a sausage stromboli. Sure, bacon stromboli would be pretty good. Is that just like folded dough with bacon? I think what, what is a stromboli? Folded dough with it's like a pizza you fold in half. Okay, basically, right. Understanding. Okay. So I feel like you'd want to put like bacon, maybe some like Gruyere cheese in there. Ooh. You know, something. You'd probably toss a couple eggs in. Why not? Sure. Potatoes. There you go. Oh, hash browns. That's stromboli. I just want a hash browns. <laughs> just fill fill bread with potatoes. Carb master. I want the most carby thing you can feed me. Oh, um, can you tell I'm hungry? Yeah. Uh, me too, brother. Um, brother. House of Stromboli. Uh, his yep in this version after the breakdown, he just goes like. Yep. And some of those <laughs> quiet, plaintive little yep. It's kind of adorable. It sounds like he's going to cry. Um, any other versions you watched? So uh, Fort Sask. Fort Saskatoon. Oh, a live version? Okay. Yeah. I didn't see any live. I'm sure oh, yeah. there were hundreds saw, out there. Uh, Hershey Park Stadium. Sure. It was nothing. Sure. Fort Sask. Pi- Pirate Silly. I don't know what that means, but I saw that one too. I wrote down nothing. Pirate silly. And then you wrote down nothing. I well, think... I write notes to myself because I'm shorthanding this. Right. But then like two weeks you go forget. by, so I don't remember my shorthand sure. notes. Yeah, gotcha. I would have remembered it if we did it last week. Okay, sorry. Sorry we didn't do three episodes Fort last week. Saskatoon, Ed takes a hard line against people who sit during concerts. Oh, my goodness. He wants them to stand. He wants you to stand. Wow. The whole concert? I don't know. Sure. Hard on the oldies. Yep. Hard on the old knees. You gotta get back, get back up. That makes they wrote sense. that song about sitting during concert. Oh, Don't be fuck. a shitter. You know what, though? All those 50-year-old women who are waving their arms the whole concert. My partner bought them a bunch of beers. That's right, at the Stephen Page concert. Yeah, he that was, was so delighted. Yeah, man, them. that was so fun. Um, anything else notable about the live versions? No. Okay. Uh, Ed did this one during a live stream, one of his quarantine live streams, uh, which he whistled the synth part, which I thought was cute. He <laughs> Like, it was very cute. Um, there's a cover by a guy named Yosef Pitora Riley on YouTube. Ooh. Now, this one, unremarkable, except for the fact that he uses sax and trumpet in the song. It fucking makes this, it elevates it. Bare naked ladies use more horns. We Agreed. keep telling you. Buddy, I don't know. Like, the, it just fucking, it killed once, once, once you had those horns in there. Ebbo, I think that's all from both of us. Yeah, yeah, we're done. Let's get out of here. Bye. We'll see you again. Uh, no, it's time for the robot roundup. Nope, yep. it's time for the oh mascot mashup. That's right. <laughs> mashup. So, what corporation 
that's not American Airlines was this song sung about. This, of course, the Hostess Corporation. Why, of course? Well, Twinkie the Kid. You're not explaining anything. It's golden cream-filled snack. <laughs> I know who Twinkie the Kid is. Like this song, it's a bunch of empty calories, right? Oh, sure. So, and he talks about, uh, you know, flavor never waver, Twinkies. Sure. Put down the lifesaver. Put down your donuts, because I brought some Twinkies. I believe it's put the life in the lifesaver. Oh, whatever. Put the life <laughs> in the lifesaver. Put down the lifesaver. Never, ever let, never, ever let down, because they're, you know. Okay, they're always good. Mm-hmm. Sure. Good to get down. Freaky like Antiki gets Twinkie, gets nasty. Okay, <laughs> no. and plus Twinkies never age, right? No, well, funny you should mention that. <laughs> okay. They actually have a, uh, back in the day, they had a 26-day shelf life. Okay. Now they have a 45-day shelf life. Oh, really? Yeah, so it's actually apocryphal that they don't actually age. Um, okay. Even though I think it was Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance when one of the, like, demons touched, the decay demon touched all this food and it all, like, decroted and he grabbed a twinkie and nothing happened to it that's a very funny bit yeah. i like that yeah so um twinkie the kid uh he's a cowboy twinkie okay you'll remember uh, he's got a big old 10 gallon hat a kerchief uh boots gloves um he was actually originally voiced by alan swift who is the voice on underdog and also mad monster party for our canadian listeners okay. Rankin bass uh, mad monster party sure What's Mad Monster Party? It's like a little Rankin Bass and it's like a you know like the shit they did for Christmas like Rudolph oh, and stuff so like, like that. Oh, so it's like Monster Mash, but except but like stop claymation. motion animation. Okay, got it. Okay, yeah. yeah. How dare you call it claymation? I'm uh, sorry, <laughs> I forgot. Wait, isn't it made out of clay? No, they're made out of like little ding dongs. Toys, yeah. ding dongs, ding dongs are a different food. Mm. Is there a ding dong the kid? Do they have kids for all the oh. little debbies? Yes. Well, this isn't Little Debbie. This is Hostess. Bro. Oh, Hostess. You're right. I'm sorry. Oh, Boy, I fucking... I'm just really fucking this episode you. up today, aren't I? So, um, like BNL, Twinkies were not... Uh, Twinkie, Twinkies were off the table in the early uh, teens because they, okay. BNL was taking a break from touring. Okay. If you remember, Twinkies went off the shelves. Why? Very, I don't remember this at they, all. Uh, they went bankrupt for a little bit. Hostess had to sell them off. That's right. People, yeah. like panic bought twinkies and then tried to sell them on ebay i forgot all about that yeah and people bought them for like hundreds of dollars yeah well they were still being produced in uh mexico okay uh by the grupo vashon the um grupo bimbo uh vashon incorporated they were making that and then they're also being produced in like europe and japan and china okay. and stuff like that well china was producing them even though they didn't call them they didn't call them twinkies and they were just stealing everything like china okay got does, it sure because there's no ip yeah laws in china okay um, well there are but they're not really well enforced um Twinkies used to have like a, a bunch of different types, like strawberry, and they originally were banana cream, right? I'm looking at a list right now of mm-hmm. all of the different Twinkies that exist. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I, they may have originally been banana. You know what? This is a list of perhaps uh, modern varietals of Twinkies. Uh, you've got like pumpkin spice, strawberry and cream, Twinkies lemonade stand. That sounds interesting. Lemon flavored mm-hmm. Twinkies. Yeah. Um, I mean, that would probably be pretty good. It'd be like a lemon cake. Sure. And specifically for you, of course, uh, Hostess Twinkies Ogre Green Creamy Filling, <gasps> which is the Shrek-themed. Uh, they taste the same as normal Twinkies. Well, I know they did. They brought back the bananas for the uh, 2005 King Kong movie, the banana oh. flavored. And then they just... Because the bananas were off the shelves for a long time. Sure. And then they brought them back in 2005. And I, I didn't try them because I don't like banana. Okay. But. Do you want me to tell you what they thought of the bananas? Smell test smells like fake banana, not really. <clears throat> Excuse me, not so, really in a bad way. So it, it smells like the uh, the gross Michelle rather than the uh, it must Cavendish. Um, oh, they don't do a taste test; they just do a smell test. That's all you do. 
What the fuck? That Smell is 80% of taste. Everyone knows that. sucks. Okay. That's fine. Oh, here we go. Too sweet, in the opinion of most of our tasters. Not really awful or anything. What? But this is definitely a case where I would rather just have an original Twinkie. Or, if I was interested in eating a banana, I'd eat a banana. How, how do you get more sweet than a Twinkie? I don't know. One of our tasters went so far as to scrape out the banana filling with a knife so that she could just eat the yellow cake part. Hmm. Holy fuck. Do you know what made Twinkie? Twinkie's a global phenomenon? What? Ghostbusters. Really? Are they there's in the Ghostbusters? One, there's the one scene where uh, Egon holds up a Twinkie uh-huh. and says, like, you know, if this were if this were the ghost energy in this room right now, the ghost energy in the, like, you know, now the ghost energy is this Twinkie the size of New York or something Oh, like okay, that, okay. To, to, you know, give a... Sure. Analogy. I'm not sure why. But anyway, everyone saw that and was like, oh, Twinkies sound good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Weird. I wonder if Twinkie paid for that or if that was just the thing that they actually just <sighs> yeah. asked Twinkie Harold for. Ramis loved Twinkies. That's why he Famously. passed away so young because he would eat six to ten Twinkies every hour on That's the hour. That's correct. Uh, the Twinkie factory, of course, is in Sheboygan, uh, Idaho. But uh, – that's why he called it the second city, Chicago, because he wanted a second Twinkie factory to be opened there, I believe. Correct. Thank you. That's fine. There was a um, there's a lot of like like Twinkie based uh, apocrypha and things like that, like the Twinkie defense, which was used for uh, the guys who the guy who killed uh, Harvey Milk. That he had too many Twinkies. Twinkies and the sugar like drove him into like a a depressive spiral Jesus. or something like that. Yeah. But the it wasn't actually that. It was that like the eating of Twinkies was a symptom of his depression rather than drove sure. him. Sure. Okay. Defense. That and makes then sense. there's the uh, um, Twinkie diet, which was a guy, a uh, uh, professor at Kansas State, was like trying to prove to his students that you could eat anything you want as long as you counted calories. Yeah. Um, so he would just eat Twinkies. Is that apocryphal or is that? That's real. He was fine. Okay. He was fine, but he was also eating like fruits and vegetables too. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> so yeah. That was bullshit. <laughs> and then uh, the Latter day Saints Church has a. Um, they call other some other religions a theological Twinkie, which is a uh, a religion that offers um, just sort of spiritually empty calories. Okay. So it's just like a feel good religion who doesn't you know try to make you be a better person or anything, just there to to get the the bucks and whatnot. Okay. All right. So interesting. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's a lot of Twinkies. So like basically like Twinkie the Kid, the song is just empty calories to me. It's not. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But I regret. You know. <laughs> I regretted eating it. Yeah, yeah. I, like, I don't. I regret that I have to spend you, an hour going through this song. Fucking. You do not. Line by line. You don't regret this. I mean, tell I'd me rather, you regret this podcast. I'd rather do it with a good song. Oh, okay. All right, that's fair. But you know what? The the bad makes it fun. Right. I guess. Does it? This isn't the thing. Is this song isn't bad enough for it to be fun? The yeah. song is like like a Twinkie, right? Yeah. If I want to eat like a baked confection, I'd prefer to eat something like from a, like bakery, something nice and fresh. Yeah. But if I'm going to eat like a you know. A Twinkie, I always feel bad while I'm eating it and when I'm done eating it. Real? Always? There's never been a time where you ate a Twinkie and you were like, fuck, that was good. There's a, it makes it feels gross in me. Wow. It feels gross inside me. I ate me. it Golden Corral. I guess my stomach is just different than yours. I guess. Um, boy, you need to stop saying it, though, because it's having the Ghostbusters effect on me. I desperately want a Twinkie right now. That sounds amazing. I think the Twinkies for me are always like better in theory than in practice. Like I always remember them being better than they are. Yeah. And they are thirty percent smaller. They've used different. They use different like fats and stuff in them now. Look than at they you. Did when we were kids. Wow. But, you know, in doing this podcast, you're becoming a scholar on so many different things. I already was a scholar. You knew that they were thirty percent smaller. No, I was a scholar. I just didn't specialize in like <laughs> <laughs> snack foods now. 
Sure. But you're becoming a scholar about more interesting things. Nobody wants to go it's to not- a party and hear, uh, did you know the Tokugawa era? Uh, Emperor Edo uh, uh, fought the... Uh- Sounds like you need to learn more about the Tokugawa <laughs> era. <laughs> but what people at a party do want to hear is, yo, Twinkies used to be banana and 30% bigger. Then you got people high-fiving you, buying you drinks. <laughs> we'll, try, we'll try that out. Yeah, absolutely. That's a, that's a party fact. That's a party fact. Um, Ebo, okay, so... Twinkie the Kid versus <laughs> Vernon Herzog. Versus the Verner's Leprechaun. Are we, we're not doing this, are we? I'd say that, uh, God, the Leprechaun is like a, a sort of portly Polish man yeah. in like a Leprechaun getup. And Twinkie the Kid is like a, a cowboy. A seven foot. He doesn't have guns. If he had guns, it'd be an easy fight. He's got a lasso. He's got a lasso. Um, so the gremlin, I mean, the, <laughs> the Leprechaun has a like... A big fucking stein yeah. full, of, full of so he's got a big heavy glass like yeah like stein. What could Twinkie do? Twinkie could rope him in and then he just fucking hit him over the head with the stein, right? Yeah, yeah. But Twinkie's pretty soft though, so like if he hit him with it, it would smash into him and, and like so. To, how much damage does Twinkie take? Like when yeah. you this is like cream filling. Is when this cream filling his blood? Oh, there it is. Okay. Yeah, I think so. So we're assuming Twinkie isn't just a man in the Twinkie suit. We're assuming Twinkie is. We have to take Twinkie it. the yes, kid. Absolutely. Okay. So I'd imagine like. If you got through his exterior, which wouldn't be that hard, I think, he would be... Like, you could just tear him right open. Yeah. And then I think you might just eat him. Yeah. Does right? Twinkie the Kid have teeth? I don't think so. And if okay. he did, they well, would be soft. Because the Leprechaun definitely does. Yeah, I think Leprechaun Leprechaun's going to fucking what bite. Was his, do you remember his name? Uh, he didn't have one, remember? Oh, that's right. Yes, it was the hotly was, debated. The nameless Leprechaun. That's right. Okay. Okay, so the Leprechaun wins our, our mascot matchup. <laughs> Moving along. It doesn't fucking matter because whatever mascot is track 13 is going to win. <laughs> Just like the fucking Technodrome. Uh, okay, very good. Ev, I think it's about time we rate this song. As usual, we rate this song on a scale of bare naked to fully clothed. The more clothes this song is wearing, the worse it is, and the fewer clothes it's wearing, the better. Ev? On a scale of branding and fully clothed, where does this song fall for you? Oh man, this is a hard one to rate oh, because I—I I mean, I can't do anything really funny for it because it's just so down the plate. Um, you can do something funny. Do a funny voice while you give me a regular review. <laughs> this song was pretty okay. <laughs> I liked it a lot. It was fine. I don't want to listen to it again though. The okay. end. No. Uh, so I am going to uh, like, you know. Remember the summer of ska? Do you remember ska being really big back in the like the late nineties? Like the no doubt yeah. sort of well, era, real yeah. big fish. Yeah, real big fish Justin and Jilfers okay. and all them all them boys. Like they do like a ska is dead tour where they bring all those bands together uh, because they're not big enough to sell venues on their own anymore. Sure. So this is the year is twenty forty one. I am s- in my sixties. And BNL and all those 90s bands, because they're already kind of doing it where like BNL with the Gin Blossoms and Toad the Wet Sprocket opening, but they have like a like, hey, remember the only 90s kids remember tour. Uh, And they're doing that. And so it's like, you know, Counting Crows, Toad the Wet Sprocket, the Billy Corgan experience, John Popper from the Blues Travelers. And these people aren't dead. They're in their 80s. Yeah, they're not. They're not dead. They're still alive. Okay, got it. John Popper got that gastric bypass surgery, and he's sure. a lot healthier now. Yeah, and, feeling you know. great. So yeah, there's all these all these '90s bands, all these '90s alt bands. Uh, Billy Joe from Green Day. Okay. And they're all going in this big summer tour, and it is hot outside because it's a fucking global warming muggy summer. Sure. Everyone is pretending the world isn't destroyed, being sure. destroyed. So I put on my uh, my polo shirt. I put on my checkered Converse All Stars. I put on my jean shorts that are down past the knee i put on my wallet chain 
put on my spiked belt and probably fingerless gloves. Okay. And that's what I'm going to go to this thing in, or, or in, a, in a baggy t-shirt. Okay. A baggy t-shirt, a uh, baggy Rolling Stones t-shirt. Okay. All right. I like that. That's what I'm going to this fucking concert venue in. And now, can you say baggy Rolling Stones t-shirt in that funny voice again? <laughs> in a baggy Rolling Stones t-shirt. <laughs> it's so good. That's um, my Christopher Walken impression. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Christopher Walken. It's me. Yeah, name anybody. I'll do them. Okay. Do Doogie Howser MD. I'm Doogie Howser, MD, Neil Patrick Harris. Fucking spot. Queer, queer icon, Neil Patrick Harris. On. I actually didn't want Neil Patrick Harris. I wanted Doogie Howser, MD. Thank oh. you. I'm Doogie Howser, MD. I'm just a little boy. <laughs> I slept with everybody on set. <laughs> Do you think that's true? That's technically rape. <laughs> Jesus. For them, not for Doogie. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's what gets me off. Christ. Ew, on both Hauser, terms. MD. Disgusting. Um... The year. I have an adult mind in a child's body. <laughs> Disgusting. Wow. You can never be intimate with anyone if you have that disease where you have an adult mind in a child body. Is that progeria? Is that the one? That, no, that's just the one where you age really fast. That's Jack disease. Jack disease. <laughs> Isn't it? <laughs> More Robin Williams. Let's loop it uh, back what around. About Didn't Tom Hanks do that? The big, big old business or whatever it was. Are you thinking the movie Big? Big old business. That's what I was thinking of. Forrest Gump, reverse Forrest Gump is what I like to call it. Oh, Forrest okay. Forrest Gump had a child's mind and an adult man's body. Yeah. You call it Gorest Fump. <laughs> What's the opposite of Forrest? So, Badlands. <laughs> the opposite of Gump. Bubba. Oh, sure. Badlands Bubba. That sounds like a YouTuber. <laughs> hey, this is Badlands Bubba. Thanks for coming back. Yeah, Today, we're going to play Crazy Taxi. <laughs> I think that he would be like uh, some guy who Badlands Bubba would be the guy who like teaches you how to survive out in like the Arizona wilderness or something like that. Like you can fill a snake, a snake skin up with piss and drink it. <laughs> He's like a really shitty Bear Grylls. Yeah. Sort of. I think I'm thinking that because there is a guy named Badlands who is a YouTuber. Badlands chugs. And all he does is chug things. He'll take requests. I want you to chug a two liter of Coke. I want you to chug uh, a snake skin of piss. I want you to chug whatever. That's, he does uh, that's that's great. He's very popular. That's great. It's good for him. If he's found his niche and he's happy doing it. Fear is 2112. I'm long dead, but my grandson, um, Spindrift, is, uh, is alive and well, and uh, he's sleeping soundly in his bed. Stay at the house, because we're bringing your bones. I, did you just get a parody idea, Weird Al? No, we're, you we're, to... we're, 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 uh, you're, you're dead. They're exhuming your corpse. Oh, is that what's happening? Okay. I was making up a related song. To your, I, was I didn't to, realize. I was trying to riff off what you are doing. I didn't realize. No. Well, I guess my... Dig up your body and break your bones. Stay at the house because I'm bringing your bones. Um, he had a long night last night digging up bones, Spindrift. <laughs> Digging up his grandfather's bones so he could do the ritual. Uh, but you know what? It's 7.59. We see the clock. 7.59. 58 seconds. 59 seconds. As soon as 8 a.m. starts, his bed goes vertical, right? It shoots him down his tunnel. He's still waking up as he's, like, flying down this tunnel. It shoots him right into the shower where it, like, brushes his teeth and shaves his face Jetson style for him. And he gets out of the tower. He's got the, the shower. He's got the blow dry all around him. And he's still exhausted, bleary. He got home at 3 a.m. with the bag of bones. Oh, no. Ebbo got real tired just talking about how tired people are. Um, and then it says, uh, he says, computer weather. And the computer says, the weather outside Spindrift is 60 degrees, pleasant day, long pants. And uh, it slaps a pair of jeans on him and a white nondescript T-shirt. 
Uh, and uh, he goes outside, and everyone else in the whole world is wearing the same white nondescript T-shirt and pleasant pair of jeans for this autumn day. Um, the same government-issued brand of van sneakers, soap sneakers with the uh, metal plate for grinding in them, because oh, grinding this, is the one government-approved uh, recreational activity. Got those wheels in the back, so you can sure they're heelys with a grinding <laughs> pad on them. <laughs> These shoes actually fucking rule. I wish they produced them. Uh, and uh, you know, Spindrift goes about his day. Uh, he's it's just it's the government-mandated amount of clothes that you have to wear. It's good. It's perfect for the day. It is. It's just you know. It was what was told. You, you have to like this. It's what you need to do. Yeah. It's made from all the best stuff. Yeah. Made from the best stuff. Wheaties. Made from the best stuff. What is that? Is that a Mr. Show skit? It's from S- Homestar Runner. Oh, yes. That's exactly what it is. All right. Speaking of bringing it home, Star Runner, we'll bring it home with more It's All Been Done right after this commercial break. Hey, Ev. What's the perfect food? Oh, my gosh. For your mouth. Oh, okay. That's different. All right. <laughs> I thought you meant for my eyes, in which case it would be a jalapeno popper. <laughs> love looking at them. Love dipping them in bronco berry sauce. And then just throw them away. They're, yeah. Nobody wants to eat them. Yeah. Yeah. But specifically, the Arby's jalapeno poppers are the perfect aesthetic food. No one should eat them under any circumstances, but they are beautiful uh, and precious in my sight. Um, as far as the best food to eat, now that's No, I didn't say to eat. I said for your mouth. Oh, interesting. The best food for my mouth. So the best mouth feel. The best food for your mouth. Interpret it as as you will, Saker. That was the question. Um, the best food for my mouth is a candy cigarette. (laughs) Because it's not a real cigarette. That would be bad for my mouth. Yes. So it's good because it takes the place of something that could be uh, irrevocably harmful for me. So a candy cigarette is the best food for my mouth. What's the best food for your mouth? I'd say anything tube-shaped, like a hot dog, a sausage. candy cigarette, perhaps? Yeah, I mean, anything you can just, anything your mouth has to open the minimum amount to eat. Oh. Anything mouth-shaped, right? That you just uh, you can just bite 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 but you don't have to move you don't have to like you don't have to move your head you don't have to turn your head or anything like that the what? mouth does all the work. What about a crumb? You can just purse your mouth a little bit and suck and get on a table and just a crumb of what? Hmm, caramel corn. Ooh, okay. Yeah, okay. Now we're on to something. <laughs> oh, you're invested. <laughs> uh, so, is a crumb of caramel corn the perfect food for your mouth? <sighs> Probably. Uh, it might be something, so, though. Something. Your, your interpretation is what makes your mouth do the least amount of well, work. Well, also, it's a, it's a crumb of caramel corn, but it's fluoridated, so it's good for your teeth, too, because mm. your teeth are in your mouth. You have to keep your teeth freezing. You're right. The candy cigarette is not good for your teeth, Mm-mm. but are your teeth your mouth? Okay, so instead of, uh, it's a candy cigarette, but you know how they dust them with powdered sugar so you can look like you dust blow? Them dust them with fluoride. Got it. Which yeah. is poison. But here's my question. Are your teeth your mouth? Your teeth are in your mouth. They're part of your mouth. They're not so you would mouth. say your body or your organs part of your body? No, they're totally different. Okay, fine. That's fine. If no, that's, of if course. that's how you want to. If that's how you want to <laughs> define this. Of course, you're, no. The, We're treading new ground here. Because what's good for your cheek? Is there any food that's good for your cheek? Well, you, something that doesn't make you bite your cheek. Because biting your mouth or biting your lips or anything like that, your mouth doesn't want that. Oh, so milkshake. Yeah, something liquidy that fills your mouth. Yeah, yeah, because the mouth doesn't a straw. Yeah, anything with a straw because sure. the mouth does almost no work there. What about soylent with a crazy straw? Is that the perfect Ooh. food? Well, that's it's getting a little too visual there, bud. Visual. Oh, so, soylent with a straw that is exactly the size of your of your like gently open mouth. Okay. Oh, gently. Okay. So not like all the way open, not like closed. Yeah, and it's uh, not like a straw. It's like a it's kind of flat and mouth shaped. Yeah, like sort of a harmonica. Harmonica. <laughs> 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 
It's a milkshake sucked through a harmonica. <laughs> the perfect mouth food. We did it. Fuck, we got uh, there. We're bringing it home. Sure. You know what, podcast hey, listeners, stay at your house. <laughs> we're gonna bring Don't go it. to work today. Bring it home. Tuesday is Lord's Day. We're bringing it home. Uh, you know what? Uh, that's the perfect mouth food. But do you know what podcast is the perfect brain food? Is it the one with the, uh, the arcs, the ARGs? Yeah, absolutely. It's Argonauts. Where they, where they figure it out. That's right. Argonauts is where Andrew tries his best to solve alternate reality games while Marn tells him what he should have done instead. Their latest episode, which came out July 15th, was Ben Drowned Finale featuring Blake. You know Ben Drowned? That, that creepypasta that turned into an alternate reality game? Nope. Ooh, it's about a little boy who buys a cursed copy of uh, Majora's Mask, uh, Legend of Zelda Majora's Mask, from a garage sale, and it's how haunted. Is, how does he know it's cursed? Well, because when he puts it in, it's all glitchy, mm-hmm. and it keeps talking about how this child... Dr- it's, it's haunted by the ghost of a child who drowned, uh, and it was his favorite video game. And, like, it plays the music backwards, and it gets him into... It was really cool, as far as creepypastas were concerned, because this person, like, made a whole mod for Majora's Mask where, like, the character's arm was bent backwards, and he was in this, like, creepy room. And, like, so you, it was, there had a visual aspect to it, too. Mm-hmm. It was very cool. Anyway. Nice. join. Thank you. Join <laughs> Marn and special guest Blake. Oh, so fucking uh, Andrew's not even in this one? As they finally finish talking about the Ben Drowned ARG, Marn hosts a late night talk show, Blake sees scary man faces. Both get trapped in a spooky hotel with limited entertainment options. And uh, I think that's uh, that's it. Oh, that's it for the commercial too. Brain, brain food, mouth food. Brain food, mouth While you're food. sucking your milkshake through harmonica, you listen to Ben Drowned. It's the perfect toe food. Ooh, I like a, well, a good, like, muddy, something you can squeeze in your toes, like, ooh, like a soft cheese. Yeah, the, 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 uh, um, where they crumble Oreo cookies and chocolate pudding, that's like, that is called mud, isn't it? Yeah. Squeezy mud I don't know if I'd toes. like, like, the little, like, crumbs, though, against my, my skin. Yeah, my, that's my true. Gentle squid, and my I'd toes. want something a little more solid than, I'd want, like, Nickelodeon gacked, except you can't eat that. Yeah, well, you probably could eat gacked. You probably could eat gacked. What's a food that you can... Like a... Like a really thick pudding, like a, like a a ganache, a chocolate ganache. A chocolate ganache. Yes, I want I want chocolate ganache and marzipan for my toes. Ooh, that'd be good. Good tofu. Let's just walk on that. Bye. Bye. And we're back with more. It's all been done. A bare naked ladies podcast. Now, now we find out who's the traitor, me or Saker. And it is. Evan! Oh, I am the traitor. <laughs> what does that I mean? I to kill Saker. <laughs> oh, I see. Boy, I really should have been the traitor here. I probably could have uh, spun that any way I wanted to. Uh, this one is called In the Drink. You need to seduce the narrator of this song. How do you go about it? What's your pickup line? This might be hard to do because it feels like the narrator of the song is a family man. Right? Why? Because he's got a house. He's got a house. He's got, he's got family, right? You don't Stay think- home. We're bringing it home. Oh, you feel don't, like he's talking to his don't, family. Don't leave the house. We're bringing it home. I, I feel like I feel like this guy, like the narrator of the song is fucking Ed Robertson. But that's every song now, the no. narrator's Ed Robertson. Well, yes. I know. That's why these wheel segments have become shittier and shittier. Yeah, because, I think so. I Should mean, I just respin? No. Okay. No, how do we seduce Ed Robertson? <laughs> but I feel like we've seduced him before, haven't we? We, I don't know. Punch well, him in the balls. Throw him in a bag. Take him to the choir practice. <laughs> and yes. then? Yeah, like normal. Okay. Then out for fries. Sure. Uh, how did, I mean, what made him cheat on Natalie Hebert? Opportunity, I bet. Okay. 
So right place, right time. That's what gets us the... Yeah, the problem is he doesn't go on tour long enough anymore. So what we need to do, first thing, make Bare Naked Ladies really popular again. So he has to go. He can't just do the Last Summer on Earth tour. Okay. He has to do, like, he has to tour for, like, eight to nine months out of the year. Okay, okay, Misses okay. his family. Misses his friends. Oh, he right. to I tour. Understand We've what you're saying. got here. your kids, Ed Robertson. Sure. So we pile debt on Ed Robertson. How do we get Ed Robertson in massive amounts of debt? Uh, we... I went with more positive, like make bare naked ladies so popular again that, that everyone wants to see oh, okay. him. Okay, that's fine too. I but guess. Also, okay, let's let's harm. Well, him. that doesn't mean that let's he. Take, let's take the let's take the negative. We're one. already going to force him to cheat. We're not forcing him to cheat. We're seducing him. We're right. making him want to cheat. But it's a plan. Like we've planned. Yeah, I mean we're the bad guys. Okay, but there's a difference between. We're I feel like there's a difference between forcing him to cheat and making him think he wants to cheat yeah. right? the decision is his we're, we're just in- we're just arranging things such that he makes the decision we're, we want him to make. yes we're incepting him that maybe that's how we do it in fact <laughs> maybe we get the machine uh here's how i think we do it right so so we make bernicke ladies very popular but even then he's not he's I, I mean maybe he's not into dudes right so i think what we need to do is make him just irrevocably horny so maybe we pump gas into his hotel room just like uh uh skunks mm, i don't feel like that's a seduction a seduction though a seduction a seduction <laughs> all right but then we like knock on his door and he's ready to hump whatever i still still don't feel like that's a seduction i don't want to use like a i feel like we have to seduce him we have to get him get him to want to do it what's a seduction i think he would want to do it in that case I understand, right but we're also using like it's the same way as if we held a gun to his head and was like i mean Ooh, the decision is not he's his making because you've you've chemically altered his brain yeah that doesn't Okay, so we'll just we'll just uh, lobotomize Ed Robertson and he'll sleep with anything. <laughs> That's not a bad option here. I could... That's the answer to all of these <laughs> Well, first we take him into a fucking old mental asylum and have some crazy fucking ghost doctor lobotomize him sure. and then he just loses all will to live and only wants to sleep with stuff. Ghost for some reason the ghost doctor got me. Is it a doctor who is a ghost or a human doctor who operates solely on ghosts? That's for you to find out, my friend. <laughs> all right, fair enough. Played by Jeffrey Combs. Oh, uh okay so how would you how would you seduce ed robertson then i don't know it'd be really hard to do i mean okay we make bare naked ladies really popular yeah then we pile the debt on him okay oh so doubly all right so he's got to go on tour 24 7 not only do that he's super popular but he's he can't spend the money he can't make the money fast enough right yeah natalie natalie he we make oh that's what we do is uh natalie hebert we keep uh we have to somehow make her think that she's the best interior designer ever. Sure. So she invests. She, she keeps investing his money in her interior design. Yeah, business. there it is. But she's not that great, or maybe she is. But well, she's not good enough. Sure. So we keep. We keep. Uh, we're assuming we have infinite money and infinite uh, resources. Time. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, resources for these. So yeah, we keep getting. Uh, she keeps getting. Uh, deals but her business isn't bringing in enough money so she keeps needing to invest 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 and that's where the debt comes from and also lyle of course is going to of i don't course. know some super expensive oh, school God, yes he is all of his kids are all of ed's kids are heading like ed's like a 1.5 millionaire not enough not enough money not right. nearly enough money for for lyle's harvard experience sure. or whatever school he goes to yeah we make sure they right. want to go he wants to go abroad he wants to go to oh. the most expensive school he wants to go to like todai or something okay like that. got it right and then we tank the dollar Okay. We tank, <laughs> tank the dollar. Sure. The world economy's falling apart. Ed sure. needs to tour to make enough money sure. to uh, support to yeah. support his kids. He's already resenting Natalie Herbert. Okay. Maybe we. That's d- where we come in. Maybe we just get them to divorce. Maybe we start sending letters to Natalie of like uh, things we photoshopped of Ed in compromising positions, so that she divorces him too. I mean, then he'd be yeah. even more of yeah. a position. And he has to pay alimony and child support. Perfect. So he's, he's pissed off. 
just looking and then now now we swoop in love it we're the uh we're the we're the guy who's going to save the day we, we tell him in. he's good enough he's strong enough yeah, he's we, smart uh, enough we um we we become we could become his promoter we get you love know it. we slow we become his gap and brown yes. we slowly slip our way into the, yes. the confidants we we put we put uh, walls in between him and the other ladies so they can't protect him. Yes. Invisible fences, if you will. Ooh. Preview. Uh, and and uh, slowly he, we isolate him until he's got no one to turn to but us. And then that's when we make our move. Starts with a back massage. <laughs> <laughs> we had a couple margs. You know, we're feeling okay. okay. Now, he's not drunk. Okay. You know, he's not making, he's not bad decision drunk making because that would be the same as pumping gas into his room. But, you know. One thing leads to another, you know, we've been so kind to him. He's, you know, he just confides in us, cry on our shoulder. And then, you know, we just take advantage of him. Yeah. Okay. That sucks. I hate this wheel segment. I might remove it from the wheel. That sounds good. Okay. <laughs> I don't like this either. Yeah. But you did it. I mean, yeah. regardless of how you feel about what you to. did, you to. did it. I have to, right? You are bound by the wheel yeah. in order to make bad if decisions. It gets rolled, we have to at least give it a give it a look. We gave it a look, buddy. We gave it a look. <laughs> Now's the time of the show when we take an email from our friends, our fans, our majestic little monkeys. If you want to email us, you can email us. It's all been done podcast at gmail.com. This is an email from our friend, David. Hi, David. David. Been done, brothers. Another hey. album down, and that means it's time for more resequence playlists. Uh, so he's got Sacred Silverball, and then he's got Evan Silverball, which I've titled Silverballs, Silver Hearts. <laughs> As you said, Counting Down wasn't available, so I replaced it with a short Chubby Checker countdown break, which helps fill out the album. You're welcome, BNL. Hope you enjoy. Please direct any complaints to at McGruff at NCPC. Must be his Twitter name at McGruff at N. No, that's, at, that's, that, isn't that the isn't that the McGruff crime dog? I, one would presume it is the McGruff crime dog. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> any complaints go straight to Scruff McGruff, Chicago, Illinois, 60652. As for a question, the year is 1998. Ooh. Stephen Page bolts awake in the middle of the night and starts jotting down all the ideas he has for inventions before running to his mad science lab because, of course, some fantastic is both autobiographical and completely true and literal. What are some of the weird and sociopathic inventions that didn't quite make it into some fantastic for whatever reason? As always, love to hear what you guys do. Keep it up. You're almost there, David. <laughs> Thank you, David. So let's start with the inventions that are in some fantastic. Then we can start riffing. Okay. So in there is the one that the shirt, the rape shirt. <laughs> yeah. You know what? That is exactly our yeah. our segment. So the rape shirts in there. The Jesus, uh, um, don't the call it the kills, rape shirt, please. The one that kills uh, people in line. Yes. Um, the Q destroyer. Sure, he's got an elixir that will eliminate the common cold. That's good. That's a great one. Yeah. Um, he's got uh, yeah, eliminates the folks between a satellite. A satellite that he that, names after someone who punched him in the face. Yeah, he names after his his best friend. Um, and then he's got, yeah, the rape shirt and that's it. Those okay. are his inventions. So we got a shirt that allows you to control people's sexualities. We've got a thing that kills people who are standing, but only people who are standing in line. Sure. So what we, these are, these are targeted. Sure. We've got a satellite. We don't know what the satellite does though. Yeah. It's just named after someone. And the satellite is a threat. That's all it is. Yeah, it, it can shoot a, a tungsten rod into the... 
<laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ. It's a, I was, it's got a mass driver on it. I was just going to say it's a threat because he named it after the person that punched him once and then launched it into space. Like I could do this to you one day. Right. But sure. Uh, I love the like, fact like that a it's Jeff Bezos thing. Yes. It's an orbital laser satellite that can fucking like kill <laughs> I didn't anyone. Say a laser. I said a tungsten. No, rod. I know what you said. So it can shoot it into the, it, it rail guns it into the, uh, Earth's crust and causes like a explosion bigger than a nuclear bomb. I was trying to make it a little more but targeted. Radiation. All right, that's um, fair. Okay, so something targeted, and so where Steve at is in his life here. This is pre. This is ten years pre breakup. No, no. This is uh, so we're it's like five years pre breakup. Five, five years pre breakup. So he's already starting to like feel the 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 twenty year itch. Sure. PNL. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. So he's gonna do something to hurt Ed. I think he's gonna do something to make Ed be more in his uh like way of thinking because remember steve wants it more steve wants the the band to be more artsy ed wants the band to be more silly so, i mean this can't be more mind control though can it no it's a uh, bone control oh okay 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 he's uh he's made some sort of uh well we already made an elixir so we're not making an elixir we're making something an inject an injection okay so inject it into your bones in no bone that's what they're singing about and bringing it home it's oh, in our bones. It's in our bones. <laughs> Stay at the house because you can't do anything yeah, else. So it looks like Quicksilver. And uh, um, so, so Ed wakes up. And he's tied you. He's tied oh. to the bed. And Steve just hammers this giant. Um, oh, into his bone? Into his bone and just. <laughs> and then the Quicksilver goes through. It's like a Terminator thing. And uh, Ed's. Oh, Ed's, it's adamantium. Yeah, sure. He's pup- puppeteering him. <laughs> okay. Okay. And now we have to write. With a giant words. electromagnet. Okay. One day I'll make an injection <laughs> that will control all of your bones. Then I'll have a giant magnet, and you'll never be able to leave your home. <laughs> Is that good? Yeah. All right, we have to write. There's a lot. Okay. One day I will make a. Sure. One day hamburger. I'll make a hamburger <laughs> that will taste just like your youth. It will just taste <laughs> just like you. Okay, it will taste just. I just imagine. So he invites everybody to like. After after oh man that was a tough concert you guys hungry we go for burgers and they go to this fucking hole in the wall place and then um so Tyler orders a burger Ed orders a burger Kev orders a burger you know Jim orders a burger they're eating their burgers I think Jim orders a veggie burger but that's okay sure and they're all eating their burgers and Steve's just like <laughs> you guys like those burgers and like Tyler's like yeah that's pretty fucking good it's delicious <laughs> really it's the best burger you ever had <laughs> um it's pretty close it's pretty good because because it tastes like you oh and so. It's also addictive. So it turns them into auto. One day I'll invent a burger and it tastes just like you. It will make you into a cannibal. Except it's auto cannibalism. It's true. (laughs) And so that's why it's sort of like uh, Munchausen by proxy. uh, Except they're really just munching themselves. Your body contains all the nutrients and vitamins you need to survive. Yeah, that's true. It's got water in it. I hear it's mostly water. Yeah, water. It's got all. I mean, it's the best thing to eat is other people. Yeah, soil it. Except for the except for the brain part, we don't eat the brains. But we could. Yeah, it's got all the facts up there. (laughs) (laughs) We want to drink the brain juice. You want to drink the 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 alphabet soup of mathematics and things like that. So he invents a hamburger. He invents bone injection. (laughs) (laughs) Should we do one more thing? Yes. Okay. One day I'll invent a new dog. (laughs) (laughs) New dog. 
So what's this dog better? Is it like new Coke where it's just... Oh, it's not as good as old dog, but he takes away all the old dogs. So he releases a gas that turns all the dogs that exist into slightly stranger, worse versions. There are just no more old dogs being made. Okay. Right? So the old dogs are still around, but you have to wait. But like, you know, in... 12, 15 years, there are going to be no more old dogs. So, so this is a mist he releases across the world that doesn't sterilize dogs, but it changes their DNA so they can only have new dog. Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Good. The new dog is, uh, well, he's, he's silver. Okay. <laughs> so, so he doesn't, so he's reflective. So the cars don't hit them. Oh yeah. He's, they're trying to improve on the dogs, oh, but yeah. only in bad ways. What's another good way to improve? Instead of barking loudly, uh-huh. uh, dogs instead now say soup. <laughs> he loves soup, soup, soup. So it reminds you of nice things whenever dogs right, are. Yeah, soup. And then, uh, they poop, uh, um, condiments. Yes. Depending on the breed. Yes. Relish, ketchup, mustard, sliced onions. <laughs> yes. Fuck. Good dog. Why do people hate new dog? Yeah, uh, because uh, their teeth are worms. Sure. Because you don't want to get bitten by these. Sure. Old dog will bite you. New dog. New dog will just just gum you. Gum you with his worm teeth. (laughs) I mean, new Coke was actually pretty good, right? I've never had it. I don't know. I I think it was sugarier, so I would have loved it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It's sweeter. Yeah. I wonder if you can even buy new Coke anymore. Probably not, I would guess. I can't believe there hasn't been a nostalgia thing where they're like, we're re-releasing new Coke for the dumbass anniversary. I don't know. <laughs> I think it's the 20th anniversary. I think so. You're expected to be a dumbass with your partner. So, all right, David, there you go. He invents bone control. <laughs> <laughs> he invents new dog, and he invents a hamburger that tastes just like the person yes, eating it. The you can't eat any more <laughs> other food. There we go. Hope we answered your question, David. <laughs> Ebo, yeah. you were afraid this wouldn't be an of-length episode. No, I was afraid I had nothing to talk about about the song, which was correct. Yeah, we truly didn't talk about the song a whole lot, did we? Um, Ebo, uh, you're great. You're great. <laughs> Thanks, bud. What are you plugging this week? Columbus Podcasting Awards. Come down, see all the famous podcasts. Yeah, Come I- see... The, the famous podcast, the Crypto Naturalist. That's it. <laughs> That's the only one. All we the other whiskey podcasts business. are very... Oh, Whiskey Business. Of course yeah. we have Whiskey Business. Hold on. Stephen Page uh, comes out this day. And then... So this would be... Cause, so this comes out on August 10th. I think the Columbus... You still have two weeks to get here, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. So book your flights. Book your hotel rooms. If you're coming from Canada, we want to see you in attendance. We'll get you a Euro. At the Gateway Theater. We're going to rent out a euro truck and pay for it completely nope nope i'm gonna bring a bag of euros never mind um that's all we got today oh i'm gonna plug dust i just think they should hate dust should be more of it i've just been staring at the fucking particle on my ceiling that i need to dust away not like dust i'm sorry bro i'm sorry i'm saker i'm sorry and we'll see you again in one One apology. apology 